Hey guys, it's Cobb from the Be Easy Podcast. I can't wait for you to meet my buddy Ed, video master, drone pilot, and entrepreneur of a successful visual media company for the last 20 years. You're not going to want to miss this episode and miss these stories. Lights, camera, action. Welcome to the Be Easy Podcast. Brought to you by your hosts, Carl and Abby O'Brien. And Brendan Schuff. So sit back, relax, and be easy. Car was my muse. So whenever I had to make a, a, a video for a class, uh, Car was always always my leading role. Nice. That's <laughs> yeah, great. Good ones. I have a bunch of mini DVs I need to uh, convert <laughs> over. Because my mom's like, do you want all these? Show me the other day. And I was like, yes, I do. I literally oh, have a, an entire filing cabinet just of mini DV tapes. Oh, uh, yeah. From like <laughs> back in the weird, day. I feel like throwing them out. So Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to look at them all at least one more time. Yeah. Are there places you send it to? Do you like send them out and they'll do it? Or? Well, you can just yeah. a little thing. Or you can like get like a deck to where, that will read them and, you know, ingest them. But, oh, and then put yeah. them back in? Yeah. But yeah. I... Um, I mean, most all of the ones that I have are like people's weddings and all, and they've gotten their stuff, but I still feel weird throwing it out. So yeah, like what are you gonna do? Give them that tape? Like right? Like they're not gonna yeah. give too much. You, I can, you know, I haven't had a mini DV tape in a long time, but I know I, I never threw a single one out. You just kind of hold hold all yep. of them in a little box. Yep. So Abby and Carl, are you both in the same house right now? Yeah, we are. Like Does it? Do we look different enough though? Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely thought you were in two different spots, but how is there not like an echo on them? So we're only using we're one, mic. one mic, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's a point of contention. Contention. We many need times. To I only. I was going to say like Ed, he would be the one to point something <laughs> like that out. <laughs> like, how are you guys doing what you're doing over there? Yep. Yeah, it's it's we've been like battling on what to do and should we get a soundboard? Should we get something to plug into? Like, how much longer? You know. All right. Yeah. yeah. Is it, it going to be? And then, like, how much easier can we make it? But this has been working. We've been it worked for the most part. I yeah. cringe sometimes. And then it's on the other but, side of you. No, shops at his house. No, I'm in a different place. I'm not. Yeah. Where do you live in West Conchi? I'm right down the road. It's like uh, I'm right near the highway, so right at the end of West Conchi, but about like two blocks from Carlin. Going towards the park. Okay. A little patch of like wooded area. Yeah, um, which is lovely. Did you see your grandparents? Did your grandparents live in West Conchie? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, my my both my parents grew up there. My mom on Forge Street down by Victorinos, and my dad on Morehead Ave. Oh wow! Wait, is that how they met? Overpass. Uh, yeah, but not until they were like sixteen. Wow. So. Conchie, always look at those ha- those houses on the bottom of Ford because I feel like they're so cool. Yeah. There was a big ex- uh, gas explosion on Front Street when that. they were teenagers, yeah. and like wow. a bunch of people died. Really? Yeah. yeah, it was a big. It was a big deal. Yeah, never knew that. So yeah. we have a Conchi local on the on the pod tonight. I didn't know that until first right time now. ever, actually. And I lived in West Conchi for, I, for a little bit, right? Months. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? I walk in the dog one day and I run into Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I think I like moved in like a day or two before that, and you were just like, "Hi." Yeah. Abby's everywhere. Abby, like I'm always driving around. You see Abby yep. <laughs> walking Arnie around. Yep. Yeah. Walking my uncles like belong to George Clay Fire Company, and wow. the church across the way was like where my grandparents, you know, like went, and like all the kids got married there. Yeah, it's crazy. Small yeah. small world. Actually, actually Mary. Catherine, so Mary Catherine's grandfather just passed away about. Three, two or three weeks ago. I forget exactly. Yeah. You know, it was just last week. And he was buried at uh, Calvary, which is right around the corner from you guys. And like, that's where like all my family is and all. So wow. yeah, West County is very much uh, ingrained in me. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I love the you little love it here. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there is uh, like an influx of people like us coming in, but I feel like we're meshing well as of late. Like things have been good. Yeah. All the stuff yeah, that happens yeah. in the community is like great, you know. Like Abby's doing some free public yoga right now, like started by the community. Yeah. We had like a giveaway. There, used, there definitely a used to be a little bit more tension. Like I would say maybe like 
15 years ago, uh, maybe even 20, like when a lot of the college kids were like basically having like frat houses um, and like that, that was tough. But I think now that it's more so like families and, you know. Yeah, it's definitely leveled out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, you don't really see any of that in West Country. I mean, there's definitely some younger kids and over the bridge, but most of that takes place over in Maniunk. Yeah. And you're in Fairmount now? No, I'm in Northern Liberties. Oh, no libs. Yeah. Oh, you got the office on? Awesome. Oh, is it on in the background? Yeah. Oh, you just shut that off. I'm like, the, oh, I can't wait, that's such a good put. No, that's audio. so good. Let me I didn't even notice it. So honestly. I missed I don't it. But. I can't hear it, but I can see Dwight peering over it's your shoulder. It's always on. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, so, Carl has it on 24-7, I imagine. Right. Yeah. So I, um, I was at 4th and Fairmount for I guess about eight months. And then I just moved about two weekends ago to over here. It's like right next to the Piazza. Oh, so um, cool. Yeah, you're always moving. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm hoping that this is, this is it for a while. I, I love this place. So I love Northern Liberties. I think it's such a cool town. It has yeah. your favorite cheesesteak. Yeah, that too. There. Well, it's halfway. No, we like uh, Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite uh, cheesesteak is uh, John's Roast Pork. Um, they have cheesesteak there as well, but their roast yeah. pork sandwich, their meatball sandwich, everything's great. But I have friends visiting from Virginia this coming weekend, and they were like, oh, you know, you have to, like, show us, like, the best cheesesteaks. Is it right. Pat's or Gino's? And I'm like, neither. Oh, Every yeah. time. <laughs> Every time people out of town. It's not anymore. I feel like it. <laughs> They're so like over years ago, I would have said that. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Get tourists. Well, I'm obsessed with the Anthony's place now. I can't. Angelo's. I'm like Angelo's. Angelo's. Oh, wait, I, is I like that right about. at Ninth and yeah, South Philly? Yeah. So my barber shop's right next to that. Uh, oh, that's cool. Pain. Um, and I still haven't tried Angelo's, but oh. I but I know it was on Barstool Sports. Yeah, and it's been on like Food Channels. As I was going to well. say that it's been on a couple other of the like food ones. Like I think it was rated uh, the best pizza in this country maybe that's awesome really? just had it the first time yeah. yeah that's really dope in the background yeah i, I love literally that. I stole wanted... it from brent's house earlier and like, i'm putting that up in my kitchen Dude. yeah no, I like it. Sick. maybe didn't actually steal it i'm sure it was like lent lent uh, he's moving this weekend so he was like i'm gonna trash this painting and i'm like what no. that's crazy so, yeah so you saved it actually yeah yeah so you are so this is we're this is the twenty fifth um, time we're doing the podcast. So is it really? Yeah, it's, it's been pretty cool. We've done it twenty five times. We've met a lot of different people. We've talked to a lot of different people. It's been fun, and we're excited to have Ed on. Yeah, and Abby knows Ed through a couple of professional things, and then I think we just kind of turned into friends a little bit, and then. Um, I helped Ed out with something one time playing golf and oh uh, yeah, you really uh, we, me and Abby both were like, I feel like when we first started, we were like, we definitely have to have that on, you know? Well, yeah. Anytime I'm getting help to play golf, it's where I'm helping yeah. someone buy and golf. Then you, got yeah. to come, you got to come and drink at our party. So that's right. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Carl yeah. really, you know, bent over backwards. Uh, yeah. My, uh, Are you, there you go. <laughs> Carl drinks out of it's the like my favorite scotch glass. So, yeah. so Carl's Carl's definition of uh, helping out is is playing around a golf at Philly, Philly Cricket Club, I think. Philly yeah. Country Club. Oh, it's Philly Country yeah, Club. Yeah, right around the corner from you guys. Yeah, really close. So when I was a teenager, I used to caddy there. Really? I'd stay at my grandma's house on Moorhead Ave and walk up Route 23 because I like I wasn't I couldn't drive yet. Right. And um, walk up Route 23, which does not have any kind of. I was gonna state say spot uh to walk on and uh yeah walk up there and then do like maybe like do two rounds uh, what would you get for a bag back then i want to say it was like 75 or 80 that's yeah. good money man that's yeah. good money at what 16 oh yeah like i started when i was i think 14 75 dollars um, cash maybe even yeah. a little tip if they played well that day so um the i always loved tournament or uh outings like company right. outings um because you got to do less work but usually make more like four caddying on two carts but uh the one time i i i went to get off the cart to the one cart that was still moving to help uh somebody on the other cart and i like plan it my foot wrong and i just base plan it and they like circled back and they're like oh man so sorry so sorry and i'm like i'm fine i'm fine and so they had me, that was like maybe on like hole seven. 
they had me for the next 11 holes, just sit in the cart and watch them play. And then they gave me like a $400 like tip. Oh, like, wow. And I was like, I need to fall off the cart more often. <laughs> more often. <laughs> this is where I'm around for some cash. <laughs> but I was, I was so nervous because I knew if like the caddy master or like any members saw like, you know, I, yeah, I'd get nerve-wracking. for you know, for uh, sitting on the cart. But well, there are a lot of eyes watching when it comes yeah. to those type of things, yeah. for sure. But but it's kind of become full circle because now we've filmed there a few times and I've flown the drone there. Um, I actually got my start uh, basically when I was a caddy there. Uh, they had the um, U.S. Women's Amateur. I think it was 2003. And like there were positions for the caddies and other people, you know, on the um, on the tournament. And I said, I didn't really want to just be holding up the quiet, please sign. I want right. to somehow be part of the broadcast somehow. So they actually put me in a television truck for two weeks. And that that's was fair. amazing. And that's when I knew for, for sure that this is what I wanted to do. Oh, cool. That's cool. And, and going back even further, my, both my uncles um, worked there like most of their life. My my cousins all caddied there and got caddy scholarships. I didn't because I slacked a little bit. Um, <laughs> Um, and my grandfather, um, like caddied for the open when it was there, I think in like, I forget what year. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, Didn't know any of this, Carl, did you? No, I told you this is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's some really cool like history, like, because, oh, yeah. you know, I, we, and we, we didn't grow up rich by any means. Like, you know, it was very, like Conchi and West Conchi was always a very, very blue collar area. Oh yeah, and, for sure. Um, so it's not as though like becoming a member of a country club was anything. And I mean, I'm not a member yet, but it was just kind of cool to be able to go back years later and actually like be in the clubhouse and oh, talk yeah. with people and, you know, yeah. treat it like more than a caddy. So we're shop are recent members at ours. And it's like, I always say it's not real or it's like, yeah, well, I say not real. It's a, right. It's, it's like a junior oh style God. setup. What I don't even, but it, no, it, but it's, it's, it's not, oh, it's a beautiful club though. Blue oh, Yeah, great. We love it. Yeah, we love it. But new owner. There's not a lot of history behind it. Yeah. So it's just it's a little different fun. from a course it's, like Philadelphia yeah. country. Yeah, so, ironically, Ed, one of our good friends is the head caddy master there right now. Oh, really? Uh, Philly country club. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 at Philly country club. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we hear that all the time. So. Yeah, I don't um I don't really keep in touch. I mean, there's still caddies there. Like my uncle still caddies from time to time. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, um, yeah. And then when my other uncle passed away, like a bunch of the caddies and a bunch of members like came to the funeral and wow. all and like that was that was pretty cool because, you know, he for like 40 years got up at like 5 a.m. drove from Pottstown down to the to the that's country crazy. club like in the heat of the summer. yeah exactly exactly so that's wild 40 yeah. years it's a really old club I mean and that's like that Philadelphia is kind of built like that right I mean mm-hmm. these yeah. towns popped up because like a club like that existed and then you know yeah business was around and that's how like the world moves about which yep. is crazy and there's so much it's just steeped in so much history and like that area like Gladwin, uh, oh. you know, Lower Marion and all has so much uh, interesting character and architecture and everything else. Yeah, uh, funny, funny story. When I was caddying there um, was when Alan Iverson was put on house arrest. Um, <laughs> so like the helicopters would be like flying over while we were working. Oh. And then like me, I mean, we had nothing better to do. We were teenagers. We would go and like, just like sit outside his house and be like, I wonder if we'll come out like and just like sit there for a few hours and then like a little bit further down the road was M. Night Shyamalan's like castle. I remember that dude when yeah. he lived there. We I actually moved furniture into that house. Oh really? Yeah, because <laughs> I used to work. That's so funny that you say that. I was like yeah. thinking in my head, like, oh, and M. Night Shyamalan's like right down the street. Yeah. So they they we the company I worked for, this guy O'Malley, he's like a member at what's the other club? Overbrook. And like he knew a guy who knew somebody when they sold the house and so we moved a bunch of furniture in for him when they came to town. That's and I cool. remember being in it. The house was like, just, you you felt creepy, like, no, it was his house. Yeah. Is he the one that has the pickup basketball game in his driveway? It's, like, pretty famous. I think, he he, I think it's M. Night Shyamalan where, like, yeah, I'm not it's, sure. like, a pretty famous game where, like, sometimes basketball players come, but then just, like, it other like, been famous people Gladwin, like basketball. Again, a lot yeah, of NBA players were living in Gladwin in that area yeah. back in that day. Yeah. 
Well, we wanted to bring you on because you have such a cool career and I think a really yeah. cool past. And I want you to tell us your story, starting with, you know, you grew up in the area and you went on to Temple and you owned your own business. So there's so much to cover. Well, you said it started in the truck. You were in the television truck for two and a half weeks, right? It Jumping actually high started school, before or? that. I, I was one of the most popular kids at my Catholic high school by running my high school TV studio. So uh, it started probably like sophomore year of high school. Okay. You know, I got really involved in that and then worked my way up and like was basically running it for a junior and senior year. And what school? uh, uh, Lansdale Catholic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in Worcester, uh, like right down the street, right down Morris Road from Bluebell Country Club. Yep. A little bit further from Bluestone. So, so yeah, I, I grew up, well, I guess it all started in (laughs) 1985. uh, And yeah, I went to, I went to school in Bluebell for grade school um and then went to Lansdale Catholic for high school and and pretty much knew that that's what I, I either wanted to do that or be an architect and I really liked math but I had a horrible freshman year uh algebra teacher who basically just you know it for you uh, yeah so I was just like no nah, I don't want to go into a career where I need to do math all the time so so yeah I, I got into tv and uh video production and I started my own business in 2003 when I was 17 and basically ran that for about 14 years. Um, oh, wow. And it started off as Ed Sider's videography that, you know, because so creative, right? <laughs> and then uh, my best friend, Brandon, was helping me out with it. And we were like, you know what? We need to come up with something that's like catchier and, that you know, works better. And we're like, uh, we were brand- we we had a trip down to Washington, D.C. for something. And like the entire way, we were like thinking of names. And we're like, what about branded? Like Brandon and Ed. Branded. Right. Like, <laughs> it works. Like, you know, because like for branding and all of that, yeah. like it, yeah. it just all works. So we're like, let's do it. And he was two years younger than me or either a year or two years younger than me. And his parents were like, he's not signing a contract or anything. Like he's not going to be <laughs> responsible for a business at this age. So it was my business, but like he, he worked with me and he worked with me for a few years before he actually, um, he went to the sales unit university and then actually went on to teach and work at Harvard and like yeah he's been like really into um e-learning which you know Okay, perfect time. Perfect, perfect time. time. So anyway, I ran that. You know, I started with weddings because that was kind of the easier thing to, yeah, to get into sure. at the time. But then also trying to work my way into commercial and corporate. But the, the hard part then was in 2003, there really wasn't much of a platform. Like, I, I forget exactly what year YouTube came along. And, that, you know, yeah, it was yeah. Right around, I think, 2003 to five. Yeah. So it was really five. hard to get businesses to invest when they'd have to host a video on their websites would bug it down or they didn't have the money to do like a tv spend or something like that yeah there was no vision when it came to internet and so i would and i would walk in here i am 17 and i'd be like oh you need video for your company and then like scram like (laughs) companies had no vision when it came to that kind of stuff no and like there was no social media there was no need like a lot of these places just didn't need it uh but i just kept plugging away and started doing like a commercial thing here corporate thing there and then started to work with some pharma and some like tourism agencies and just like monster tree service like different like franchise you know um organizations and just got to a point uh in 2017 after 14 years that I just I was getting really stressed with it I wasn't sleeping I wasn't really eating enough or I was actually not exercising enough I was eating way too much and uh, I just wasn't taking care of myself because I was so stressed because I was trying to run everything I had a few employees and it's a lot trying to make ends meet yeah there was just so much going on and around that same time my personal life kind of took a little bit of a uh, of a different direction because things that I had been like kind of stuffing down for so long just like started to boil over and uh got super depressed uh super depressed like you know didn't want to get out of bed in the morning like I I just wasn't I wasn't focused enough because there was just too many things going on in you know in my life so it ended up working out really well because I started to look at 
for either a place that I could, you know, go with my existing clients and still grow, or just do I give it up and go into corporate life and just run like a media department right. for, a, you know, for an organization. And I, I went on some interviews and I did like some working interviews and uh, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, yeah. <laughs> for an organization. But I, Abby's corporate life. I know. Yeah. Right. Down over here. <laughs> so I did some working interviews and I was just like, this is terrible. I, I can't, I like, it, this is just not what I, I mean, want. After working for yourself for 14 years, yeah, say, right out of college. Right. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, like during that time, like I did, I did like a prolonged internship at Disney, like for their college program. So I did okay. that. Like, so college took a little bit longer because not only was I working full time through it, but I also decided to do a semester uh, in Florida. Don't you and, live there when you yeah. work? Yeah, I lived there for six happen? months and then I almost actually stayed and like that would have just. Didn't we have a crew truck that lived there? Didn't somebody at our school go there too? I feel like uh-huh. our school had that program also. Yeah. No, they're definitely yeah, yeah, all most yeah. most every university or college you can get credit to go and work. So you that. almost stayed on after your like six. Yeah, months. and that would have that would have my trajectory would have been completely, yeah. completely off the rails. And I was uh, wild arguing with my parents because they were like, No, you have to come back and finish school. And I'm like, No, this is great, you know. <laughs> Breaking the, the Disney cool the happiest place on earth. Yeah, there Stop you go. it, mom. No. <laughs> Yeah. So I mo I moved back for love. My high school best friend and, you know, on again, off again girlfriend, you know, was back here and I I just knew it was the right right thing to do. And not only that was, you know, my my siblings were growing their fam- starting and growing their families. My grandmother was starting to decline. Like there was so much back here that I really needed to be here for. So I don't have any regret. I just wish I would have kept my employment. I stayed on for like a year and I had to go back like every six months to like just renew my hours. But then right. I got mm-hmm. too much and I would go just to work a shift or two and then fly back. And it just kind you of- You could do that? Out. Yeah, I, I did it. Just um, like keep your like Disney card? Yeah, well- Free admission. And all. So free admission, you know, 40% discounts on like wow. everything. Yeah. Do you think there's a lot of people that do that? Just go work a few shifts a year? I don't know if they still, like, I, I know they've shifted some things around probably because right. they realized that there were freeloaders. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, this sounds like a really good business. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say, no matter what age you are, if you're enrolled in a college, you can go and do the program. So oh, even wow. if you're taking like a master's course, like there were people there that were like 40, 50, 60, like living with <laughs> living these, their like, dream, living with these like teenagers and, you know, 20 somethings. And we we're just like, okay. Um, but it, it was kind of like in high school and then, you know, in college and especially at Disney because like the population there uh, of their workforce is really gay that like, I was just like, I I kept like feeling a lot of things and growing up Catholic, I I knew that that wasn't really something that was worth exploring because it was like, Oh, I'll lose my family. I might lose this. I might lose that. And I completely was, was in love with, uh, you know, with my high school girlfriend and like, you know, I just kind of like, I don't, I don't, it wasn't consciously, but it was, it was much more of a, like, no, this is the thing that I have to do. Cause this is what I've, you know, grown up knowing and, and doing. So we ended up getting married a few years later and uh, we're married for eight years and we have a seven-year-old together and she's been my biggest advocate and my best friend. And um, when things kind of started to hit the fan, I mean, she knew, she knew like a while back, like we had started talking about it even before we got married, you know, that there was some stuff there um, that I was trying to resolve. And um, she's always been like my biggest cheerleader, which has been amazing. Um, It's really cool to have someone like that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it is it is interesting because as we as our lives have gone in different paths, you know, even though we're still so close, we still have our own individual lives. So, you know, she's very supportive of things like even like with, uh, you know, with this new relationship that I just started, like she was so excited, so happy for me and, and all. And she's always she's always the one that's like in my corner saying you should do this. I think this will be good. So cool. Um, Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'm kind of talking about it without 
really saying it, but I came out, <laughs> uh, it was around the time of the election, uh, of the last election, um, that okay. I was like, oh, wow, there was a lot of social justice stuff, a lot of things coming up like LGBTQ rights that I just, like, I wasn't really happy with the direction that things were going. And I was getting a little bit nervous that things would start to be, you know, kind of pulled back, which, you know, to an extent they have. And I was like, I can't, I can't live like this anymore. Like, this is yeah. definitely something that either I get it figured out or, you know, I don't know, like, it's just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. So, but anymore, right? Yeah. Right. So, um, so I came out public, I came out to my friends and or close friends and family, probably about two, maybe three years ago, but then publicly uh, came out on Facebook uh, last June. Um, and that was, that was kind of insane. Yeah, that's a whole new dynamic. I was going to yeah. say, I feel like it's like worth mentioning how crazy and supportive that can probably be. And thinking about people that like, didn't have that prior, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. because it's, you can be like, your mood and feeling can change from getting like a big positive. Boost. Oh yeah. And, you know? it, and it definitely did. Cause I was nervous yeah. as hell. I was, you know, I was thinking, okay, like I'm going to get all this. I got one person that sent me something that it wasn't even like super nasty. It was just like, you know, basically like trying to shame me like, Oh, your son's not going to, you know, this or that. And I'm like, okay. You're not friends anyway. Don't you need you in my life. Um, yeah. Uh, and, that, but everyone else was great. <laughs> and, and like, even, even my, in-laws like I still have a great relationship with them it's not the same and it, and it never will be but you know I still I still respect and love them you know they're they're still very much a part of my life and uh it's it's cool to have that and yeah I mean because I I thought for sure that like the world was gonna end when I posted that I mean I I literally posted that and then took my son to a birthday party and I didn't have my phone on me because it was a swim party and I was just like okay like watching right this is going to be crazy like once i like yeah again. i mean but, I personally i think time you know times have changed and most you know older generations are kind of stuck in their ways with yeah them. yeah and you know what again most people like even my parents have been real supportive i they didn't necessarily understand but but they've been supportive my siblings have been great um just I mean, everyone's been good my my bosses and my coworkers have been absolutely i was gonna say it was like almost at a time too where you were like you know again i don't i feel like i met you beforehand but then it happened but yeah. then things have kind of taken off like in a yeah. really positive direction yeah since you've kind of come out right i mean i feel like i see you on the news like you're doing all kinds of cool shit like i'm you know we're playing golf at the place yeah it's like ever since it happened it's been like anytime i hear it's something good like it's i mean social media and all has that uh effect of making everything look amazing i mean it hasn't hasn't been without the struggle but uh crazy thing you know there was a there was a lot of good things that have happened over the last few years and i kind of just hopping all over the place here but uh so in 2017 like i guess like april or may that's when i started looking at at you know jobs and you know what to do and i reached out to patrick and rob who are the owners of 2020 visual media uh patrick i knew rob i didn't really know that much but patrick had been to my wedding like he used to film stuff for me back in the branded days like when we were in college together, because we all went to Temple. And I just kind of put it out there, like literally sent him a text message at like 10, 10, 10.30 at night, one night just saying, hey, you, what are you guys doing? Like, do you guys have like a sales guy? You know, would you have any interest in talking about, you know, doing this? Because I'm, I'm looking to make a change. It's kind of, it's kind of time. Yeah. And they brought me in and we just kind of hit it off. And July 1st of 2017, I came on at 2020, oh. brought my clients, did all of that. And um, it's, just, it's been, so there's been a lot of change in the last few years, a lot yeah. of change. And uh, for somebody with, uh, who's had depression and anxiety for as long as I can remember, change is a scary ass thing um for sure it's pretty awesome though it can, it yeah can be awesome it can be good yeah but it's yeah. still uh, it's that lack saying. of control and yeah, sure. you know the, the change is such an unknown uh, no pretty funny story uh when ab you know we talk about guests all the time and like you know potential future guests and who we want to have on and you know, Abby brought your name up pretty early on and we've had you on the list as like a, a, a potential guest since probably like, you know, our first list. And when they talked 2020, uh, I was like, how do I know that name? Like, how do I know that name? 
how and, and I was like, you know what? I and I Googled it and I was like, oh my goodness, I went to high school with Patrick. Oh, really? At Twin Valley? Yeah. So okay. I'm I'm about four oh years old. Right that Twin Valley knowledge by yeah. now. I'm, I'm oh four. I think he was oh eight. But it was okay. funny because I, I I was probably one of the first years of our TV program at Twin Valley with Miss Spleen. And then I went off to Northampton and kept, you know, kept doing it through oh six or so. And uh you know, cool. I kept tabs a little bit just because he was one of the kids who went through the program, went into college, and then started started a really. Yeah, cool he was working for like the Reading Phillies. He he was yeah. very like he was always hustling. I mean, he still is. Like he's just he's got such a great work ethic and mentality. I mean, sometimes we're like, dude, you got to sleep. But um, <laughs> but yeah, he he hustles, and um, you know, I think both both him and Rob are, are very similar. And like you you see the passion and the work that they produce, and and you can tell that they love what they do. And it's I mean that goes for the whole team. To be honest, it's it's very much a family team atmosphere. It's not like a, oh I got to go to work today. I got to do this. You know, it's just everybody's got each other's back. I feel like we all gravitate towards it in some way. Like Abby, even like. You love doing commercials. Like, I know you like doing yeah, it. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, in your profession, like, you enjoy when you're running one. And when she finishes, it's like, she's like, the best, it's like the best day ever. She's like, it went great. Everything hit. Okay. We've got all the like footage. I'm, like, events, like your peak I'm saying like uh, it's, yeah, but there's like that kind of every, the people that do it have like that thing, right? It's like okay. the pressure of like, let's get the project done, but it's got to be good. Like, we got to yeah. do it right. Like, you know, I feel like I did it a lot when like performing, but it's the same thing on the back end. Like, working with shop editing, like what we're doing even now. Like, yeah. it's just a really nice, it's like a nice creative outlet to, to put something together, especially now that it's so accessible for like oh, visual yeah. and audio. Like I, you, you talking about like back in the day a little bit with the cameras and stuff. And even Shuff, you talking about the tapes earlier. Like yeah. I remember like begging for a video camera. Like, oh, yeah. tape, like I need to have one mom. Like I gotta have a video camera and like wanting to like hours and hours of footage and like tapes and tapes of nonsense mm-hmm. and like all this crazy stuff. And now you literally like hit a button on your phone. Yeah. And you well, can make a video. They have it's way, crazy. way more advanced technology than that in their studio. Uh, but <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's pretty amazing how accessible it is now because to think like if I was starting a business now versus in 2003, like there, I mean, my first camera in 2003, I want to say it was like five or $6,000. And I mean, it yeah. wasn't really even that great. Like, I mean, it, it did the job. And I remember my sister helped me out. Like she, she gave me some money for that and an iMac and um, like the, the big old like, the blue big one? Old iMac and all. The colored ones? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm not that old. The colored ones. <laughs> like, the same age as me. We did have the colored ones in high school. Though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, in high school we had them. And my sister had them. So my sister's about six or seven years older than me. And she had one. Um, but, but yeah, by the time, like I got to like the IMAX stage, it was like the little, like uh half circle with like the swivel. It's oh, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I actually still, it's still sitting in my parents' basement. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if it would even turn on. It's probably a great like decorative piece for yeah. someone's. Yeah, like, I, I should actually bring like, that here. That'd be cool. That would be a nice little piece of artwork. Actually, I would, like another fun fact of Twin Valley. And I'm sure you actually know this, that the co-founder of YouTube graduated from our school. No, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Patrick wow. talked about that. That's- <laughs> I didn't know that, Shuff. I feel like that's crazy. Yeah, Chad Hurley. His mother's right. a, a teacher at Honeybrook Elementary. Okay. Yeah, wow. Patrick uh, dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, you got to yeah. go, go out on that. Yeah, so co-founder, you okay. know, graduated like 2000, I think 2000, 2001. That's, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I, it's it's just amazing how accessible everything is now. I mean, you can get like a T2i, T3i, you know, for a few hundred bucks. And that's crazy. Yeah, it's, well, now it's, it's yeah. Yeah. I want to hear about the cool clients and projects. Yeah, I was going to say, and- you go from using these, you know, <laughs> back in like, like these older chunky cameras. Now you're flying a drone around with like a camera this big on it. Like, yeah. Main views coming from the top. I feel like drone mm-hmm. footage has taken over like crazy in the last. Oh, yeah. I want to say even more recently, like since pandemic, I feel like it's even picked up. Yeah, got crazy hot just watching the the last golf championship. Like the drone footage they had at Harding Park and in San Francisco was like nuts. But it yeah, reminds actually, me of what you did at Philly, like when I was watching the Monco. Yeah, know? so um, the Flyers just bought footage from us from oh. during the pandemic of uh, pandemic. 
pandemic um, <laughs> of flying the drone through like the empty streets of okay. Italy. So I oh. think, I don't know if they actually released the video yet, but. That's for that playoff hype video. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh. So, That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Playoff video attached to a championship. Oh, yeah, so hopefully. Win, I'll lose my mind. Hopefully. We've filmed Gritty multiple times, which has been fun. Right. He's, Gritty's my favorite. I, I mean, Gritty might be the reason I came out as gay. I mean, I was just like, you know, <laughs> big orange guy had a thing for. So I love how our mascots are all like big, fuzzy, like yeah. animals. Dude, well, that was and, the best thing that ever happened. Like their PR department, I hope they got oh, yeah. mean raises. I mean, have you, have you watched a documentary on it? There's like oh. a documentary that like basically like shows what they went through. I want to say it's like maybe 20, 30 minutes. It's not, it's not I long at all. I have to say it's really good because I mean, that was a very calculated risk. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoever signed and, off on that. I look at my old corporate America structure. I'm like, yeah. I've never been signed like off. Like the first day or two, literally, it was just like, what is he? Dude, we were like, he's he's going to, he's going to terrorize kids. Like when he, but that, like, why it did so well because he's so fucking he's so goofy yes yeah. and when he like um at the unveiling when he like flipped his head around and like, his eyes <laughs> were going crazy everybody was just like what the fuck like this yeah. is this is not happening and then the national media picked it up yeah Oh my and, God. and then actually Pittsburgh started to troll uh Philly for it and that's when everybody was like no no he's ours like yeah. that's um, and actually what's really funny is the um the meme of him you know with his head like going you know kind of coming around in his eyes christina our lead editor she made that and that went like no way, really viral. that's so funny yeah she because she wasn't working for us at the time she was at nbc sports philadelphia and okay. um so she got the footage and she was like oh my gosh i need to turn this into a meme so she just like shot it off right away and um and then everybody started picking that up yeah so, that was a that was an amazing timeline of events. Yeah, i love gritty deserves he, it and yeah he's yeah. great yeah and their their marketing department you know has just capitalized on him so very well uh we actually you know surprisingly actually last year i went to my very first pride parade here in philly okay and he's walking down the street with a hockey (laughs) stick and a pride flag you know and and he was just having a ball and i'm like Mm -hmm. you know i i don't think i've ever seen the fanatic do that i mean the fanatic i love as well but it was kind of cool to be able to see a big a big sports brand hockey which is not liberal at all i mean it's it's very much more a conservative you know white sport or white fan base you know to embrace that and then have like pride nights and all i mean that that kind of spoke to me volumes about the direction that the flyers are trying to take things yeah and i think it's a nation in general because and we definitely don't like to talk politics on here but in in general i think most people are just it's it's so silly yeah I mean, even even a lot of my conservative friends, they're like, yeah, like, you know, it it makes sense. I think from a religious standpoint, some people still like harp on some silliness. But I think a general portion of the country, when it comes to a lot of issues, are kind of just like, do do whatever you want to do. Like, you're not hurting me with anything. Stop it. it, It's really interesting because, again, not to get into politics, but if if there was just common sense politics, I think everybody would be on board with it. I think everyone would be on board with common sense. We say it every – just in talks on ourselves, like, if everyone was just like a logical human being and like thought with logic, the world would be a lot better place. That's why I think, yeah. like, again, logic this is, and compassion. It's not hard. Right. We're just it's not a hard combination. Person. It's not that different. Yeah. Stop yeah. being yeah. different. But no, I mean, no, but it's really cool. And, and yeah. Rudy's been a, a nice uh, add on to a the great job. addition to the four squad. I mean, we had a bunny for a little bit. You know, at the Sixers, it was that stupid yeah. bunny. He was like steroided up. Oh, yeah. that was so bad. Actually, he was more terrifying than Gritty. I, I would agree. Dope jerseys, though. Th- that was yeah, a has n- guys, we just blew I out of his mind. She has no idea that this. Oh is yeah, hip hop. What? Uh, but I'll yeah. tell you the jerseys they wore at that era. And so Franklin, uh, you know, I don't really Franklin understand Bob. Franklin. I when oh they my were. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when they were doing a mascot yeah, look up the bunny off the bunny dude he was something man yeah when um when they were like trying to figure out who they were gonna uh have as our mascot there he I is really hip-hop hip-hop that's his name hip-hop, hip-hop remember he had the do-rag and the glasses yeah. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. muscle. He's like, oh yeah that was all during the ai time i mean yeah. i remember going to games and like oh, yeah. you know, he was just 
flipping out everywhere. Yeah, that was like our literally like, flipping. You were because what was that? Shafo eight. What's that? When the when when the Sixers went to the playoff run, or was it with Allen Iverson? With oh six or oh oh yeah, actually it was because I was in high school. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It was when oh three oh one oh one. That's right. Yeah, I remember having like a. Two thousand eight or whatever was like the other. Yeah, Aaron McKee. Two thousand eight was um. Andre Iguodala. Right, right. That's right. Yeah. That, that um, yeah. When they were when they were doing a mascot search for a new Sixers mascot, I I wanted them to you know like the um the jersey and like the hats with like the Ben Franklin playing ball. Mm. I wanted them to basically make that into a mascot. That's a good idea. That, that would have been perfect. But I don't know. They didn't call me. So you guys are working with like, you know, right now with a lot of different types of companies. And yeah, I mean, what's, what's kind of flipped now since the pandemic? I mean, I follow, you know, again, I've been to events. I feel like I know the company a little bit or watch, but it looks like you guys have been doing a lot of different things, you know, to, to help yeah. enhance vid- you know, video. And stuff. We've certainly seen a shift. Um, you know, March was really interesting because we had, I mean, nobody really knew exactly what was going to happen. No, and right. from the client perspective, you know, everybody just stopped spending because again, there was such uncertainty there. But then it started to pick up, I would say beginning of April when it was like, okay, there is a little bit of like an end in sight. I mean, little did we know that we would still be in this in uh, mid-August. But yeah, you know, people started to realize, okay, they need to have some sort of messaging, even if it's, um, even if it's just like, these are our safety and, you know, precautions and, you know, that, that type of stuff. So we started to see that messaging and then we internally were, were brainstorming, okay, how do things change right now? Temple Health System is a client of ours and we basically reached out and said, okay, how can we help? And they said, would you mind coming into the hospital and filming in the COVID unit for, for you know, get as much footage? So Patrick, you know, went and filmed for two weeks in the COVID unit, which was a little wow. bit, I mean, we were all kind of scared because we're like, okay. Did he wear a hazmat suit? No, he he wore a mask and um, I think glove or I think it was just a mask and gloves. But yeah, I mean that was that was really nerve wracking because um, yeah. you know here's here's our main guy. I mean, right before the pandemic started, we made a, a additional hire. We okay. offer made an offer to a to a new guy and everything shut down. Like, and he I think he moved into Philly April first. Wow. Uh, and he even like called up and was like, what are it like, do I still have a job? Cause nobody knew. And so we, we all sat down and we're like, okay, what, what do we see happening? And we're like, okay, there's still going to be graduations, but they're most likely going to be virtual. They're still going to be fundraisers, but they're probably going to be online or virtual or whatever it might be. And that's where we just started to pivot. And we're like, okay, let's, and we had our interns helping out, like, let's just do a, uh, you know, a, a complete list of all of the local high schools and school districts, all of the local universities, all of these people. And we just started making these lists and just blasting out about virtual right. offerings. Right. And and that actually ended up really, I mean, that saved April for us. Um, wow. And then from April, we were able to go and kind of ride that into May, June, July. And now, I mean, we're having a... a a good year despite the circumstances because wow. we've been able to figure out well, you pivot how, I was yeah exactly I mean it's all about yeah. the pivot I mean the thing is it's like everyone as you just noted was bringing everything virtual so every everyone especially doesn't have the infrastructure or never even thought right. about it before because I'm yeah. in the event industry and so we had to make a major pivot as well and yeah. you know and the event industry yeah I mean they're they're just getting killed I mean I know yeah. I know some uh, some friends of mine who own different event planning event you know staging like all of that and you know i yeah, I mean, we're very fortunate that, you know, we're very, like, minimal in, in the sense. Where do you work? Don't own anything. I work for a company called Event Strategy Group out of Broomall. Okay. But, um, so we had to completely pivot and move everything to virtual, which was yeah. It's advanced technology. But it, it, so... it's been very exciting for yeah. me. I was going to say, uh, it's exciting how virtual it's getting. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we always did. We did video. We did 
you know, digital content. It was yeah. just kind of rebranding it and into a whole new uh, way to kind of put it yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, it like the pivot really was so important uh, for us and for most companies that I see like still surviving right now because I feel like the ones that are struggling are the ones that were like, no, we're going to keep doing what we've always right. done. And that doesn't that doesn't work. No, it does not. It does and not. Then, what was the anniversary um, right before? What was the party? Was that so? We had a party on February twentieth of two thousand twenty. Yeah. So that was a toast to twenty twenty. Since you know it was twenty twenty, and our company name's twenty twenty. We're like, let's do it. Yeah. Twenty twenty, and uh, and then the world shut down. So crazy take that as karma or you know luck or whatever you want to call it but yeah it, it was crazy so um that that was a fun time we had a, we had a blast but like i feel like that was that was one of like the last big events that we had oh right? yeah a lot of people were together. and we were supposed to go out to california and film the first weekend in march mm. and i started to kind of like think I guess it was like the last week in February. I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't have a good feeling about this. And I, I was like the canary in the coal mine within the company. Cause I was like, no, no, no. Like, like, I don't think we can do this anymore. Like we can't go to all these trips. Like we have to figure out. And I remember, I remember vividly, we had a conversation. It might've been like more like mid February that we had this conversation. And I was like, this is going to be bad. And everybody was like, no, I'm sure it'll like, it'll be, you know, it'll be fine. We'll get through it. Like, and, and, and we have, but at the time, like, they're like, you, you're being paranoid. You're being such a hypochondriac. Like you just, I was in the same boat, Ed. I am uh, one of the few that was raising flags i was as early as january yeah and i'm like yeah. guys watching wow. reddit videos of like chinese doctors fleeing for their lives yeah. and, like, look, looking and i actually was like sick for like a solid like two and a half weeks in february was it coming uh, back from new orleans because looking back yeah. a lot of people got really sick coming up. i got so sick from new orleans everyone in the office got it but we had it to varying degrees i did have an antibody test in may which came back negative, but they said okay. that if I had it in February, it probably wouldn't have shown up in May. It only really lasts a few yeah. months, I think. Right. Right. So, so it's possible, but yeah, I mean, because we did Bourbon Street, we, you know, we yeah. did the clubs, we did. They were there like, for the national championship, right? Well, it was the week so they were. Yeah, yeah, they were. They they flew down Monday, or yeah, I think they flew down Monday or Sunday. Christina and I didn't come down until Friday, and then we did oh, okay. the yeah. And like, I just. I don't know. I made some bad decisions that weekend. And <laughs> Everybody does in New Orleans. Bourbon yeah. Street, you know. Yeah. Um, if you we, haven't been kicked out of a bar on Bourbon Street, you're not living. <laughs> we got kicked out, but it came pretty, pretty damn oh, close. Just me? Um, yeah. uh, no, uh, Christine. So Christine and I decided to drag Patrick and Rob to a gay bar um, on nice. Bourbon Street uh, called Oz. And we just had a blast. I mean, we That's were fun. dancing and drinking and having so much fun. And um, it was it the night was the night we just had a blast. And in retrospect, I'm like, I might have gotten that. Uh, I, I may have had it. Like, who knows? Um, because we weren't taking precautions. Yeah. Nobody was yeah, wearing people, people said that. Bourbon yeah. Street is so filthy. It's oh my god. Filthy. Yeah, but back back in March, people were not. No, well, now you look at things, but the craziest thing about it in general to me is like now I look at like old videos or old footage, and you're like, How are those people this close together? Like, how is that possible? Yeah, it just gets weird but i think you know the great thing about it is the great thing about the way that people have adapted to it is i think people are actually interacting and communicating a little bit better in some capacity than they were prior because you're forced to listen like you're not blowing by you only get human interaction every once in a while yeah. you know and it's been it's been you know good for some you know bad for others but i think everybody's kind of making it through in their own way well, yeah. you have to we only have one life so you have to try to you know, get by. Yeah, one of my one of my really good friends has a tire cover on his Jeep on the back of his Jeep that says "One Life, Live It," and yeah. I, I try and like keep that in top of mind as much as possible. Yeah, you have um, to, you know, and so easy to lose yeah. sight of it, but um, yeah. it's so it's so crucially truthful. Yeah. So video was one of the main topics we wanted to cover. And obviously that's your background. I worked in marketing for a while, so I understand the importance video, but what do you see as like emerging trends or like, what are you guys working on? That's kind of hot and cool. If you can share. So a new business owner. Love it. So right now, emerging trends that 
um, seeing, I mean, obviously everything's going virtual. So, you know, from a production standpoint, there's, there's definitely a lot of that going on. Uh, there were rumblings that like 3d and VR and all of that mm. were going to become really big. Um, but so far I don't, I, I think that's still a little while away. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to think of other other trends that we're seeing. I mean, more live events is kind yeah. of scary. I mean, drone footage is everywhere. Um, yeah. That's, that's big. I have really a license crazy. to fly that, right? I do have a license. I have a my pilot unmanned aerial uh, pilot's license that I had to get. So... I am, and and that actually flying the drones has been something that I've probably been doing since 2013. I think wow. it was when I when I first got my first drone, and in 2015 I was working with a business coach, uh, a video business coach out of like St. Louis area, and he was working with all these people like Tony Robbins, Richard Branson, Tim Ferriss, um, you know Malcolm Gladwell, all of them. And he he uh, called me the one day from Richard Branson's Necker Island, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you know I'm here for a shoot and all." I'm like the next time you go, if you need a drone guy, let me know. And like we just laughed about it. I mean, it was it was just bullshitting. But uh, I got a call a few months later, and he's like, "Okay, so do you want to go?" <laughs> and, um, so I've I've filmed on Richard's Island maybe three or four times now, and wow. gotten to gotten to just do some amazing stuff. Just one one of my biggest uh, life mottos is the worst that anybody can tell you is no, and you just got to make that ask. And so many people, I mean, I, I, it's my motto, but I still <laughs> don't always do it, but there's some of the greatest things that I've been able to do in my life have been just from asking a question and, you know, reaching out and saying, Hey, I like what you're doing. Can I, you know, can I tag along? Yeah, you just say it as a joke, like, Hey, yeah. next time, let me know. That's, yeah. that's what happened with up. this podcast, dude. It's been, <laughs> that is the reason why it exists. And most of the people that we've talked to and people like you, it's been like, what's the worst they're going to say? No. Yeah. You know, and it's been and, like fun again. I mean, you have one life. Right. And if they say no, you're literally in the same spot Nothing that you else are changes. if you had an answer. So, yeah, that, yeah, that, that was, was because failing makes you stronger. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, everybody grows from their failures. I love right. this. This is getting really it's all uh, positive energy. Yeah. This is where we're at. That's How many more positive? I was going to say, that's why we started the podcast. I, Ed, it's been awesome having you on. I really appreciate you coming and hanging out with us. Yeah, of course. I got one more final question I ask everybody that comes on the podcast. Sure. And it's an immediate just answer. So it's what was your last Amazon delivery? Dun, dun, dun. Kyla Sec. That is. No, uh, I, um, you know, I had bad heartburn and I have the monthly subscription to Prilosec and it, and it just up. comes in the mail from Amazon. Yeah. I've never yeah, done one of those. Monthly exactly. Subscribe and save. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You can wow. do that a lot of products. So, That's uh, why we get paper towels that show up randomly all the time. Stuff that shows up. But Carl doesn't even know. I've never done it before. I've always seen it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, that is like the most boring Amazon purchase. Oh, uh, we've had worse. Yeah. <laughs> We're not here really? to judge. We're not here to judge. Okay. Um, I really appreciate it, Ed, man. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for jumping on with us. We're so grateful you joined us for today's episode. Please go ahead and leave us a review here on the podcast. And if you love our content, we're also on Instagram and Facebook at The Easy Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and drop us a note, even over email. BeEasyPodPod at gmail.com. Maybe you'll join us for a future episode. So until next time, friends, be easy.